0: Fridays are always my favorite day, and this is my favorite time of the week. 4 Eastern, 3 Central, when I can come at you and talk with you in the sports pan on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you, glad to have you along as we close out the work week the right way. Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal, Northern Michigan Hockey, beat writer in studio with me, per usual, on a Friday afternoon. What's up, Ryan?
1: Not much. It's a nice day outside. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's the last uh, week without football for us in the UP. I mean... Yeah, practices are going on, but the games start next week. Mm-hmm. The following weekend, Northern has its first game, so it's like all the fall sports are condensing now, and it's, it's the action's picking up again.
0: I have football fever. As you said, the Friday Night Lights will come on a week from tonight. It'll come on a little sooner for a few Thursday, different teams. Yeah. Thursday Night Lights, that's where I'll be, mm-hmm. and then everybody else will get going the following night. College football back tomorrow for two teams. I'm excited for, <laughs> for it. Well,
1: technically... Four teams. Cause well, a, yes, yeah. yes. I mean, the, there's one game on ESPN, and there's one on CBS Sports. If you want to stay up for it. It's yeah, which Hawaii. one are you going to watch? Um, <laughs> let's see. I might, with my being on the office Saturday, I might be able to catch some of the Miami-Florida game. Mm-hmm. And if it gets really late, I might catch a piece of the uh, Hawaii-Arizona <laughs> game. <laughs> Has any, have you ever stayed up and watched a Hawaii game? No.
0: Never let's had be, any interest I, in doing I, it.
1: I've done it just for fun. Like, if I can't sleep... Or whatever, I'll turn it on, and the game will get over at, like, 2 in the morning. And I'll just be like, and it's usually a halfway decent game, so it's like, okay, this is worth my time.
0: Back when I was in high school, you know, and I, I feel old saying this, and I shouldn't feel this old for saying it, but I would go out, you know, and I was younger back then. I guess I had more energy, and I could go late into the night, come back home, and that was my favorite thing to do, see which Pac-12 After Dark game with, is still going on.
1: Um, Well... If you're working at the newspaper, you really don't have a choice uh, because by the time you're done getting the paper out, like all you can really watch are the Pac-12 after after (laughs) dark games. So I get really excited for those ones.
0: Uh, I tell you what, I'm just so glad college football is back. By the way, if you're not able to get to a TV tomorrow, you, Ryan, or any of our listeners, espnup has got you covered. We will have the broadcast, Miami against Florida, week zero of college football to kick off the new season here on ESPNUP. up Pre-game coverage will begin at 6. Sean Kelly will have the call. We may have to join it in progress because we've got the Yankees and Dodgers at Chavez Ravine at 3.30. So it's going to be a doubleheader tomorrow. If necessary, we'll join football in progress and then Yankees-Dodgers Sunday night baseball here on Sunday.
1: It's weird with... Uh... Miami with uh, the Miami Florida game and the fact that Week Zero is seen as you know like it's all the dumpy games mm-hmm. that nobody wants to watch, but there's usually more than two games right. <laughs> in weeks. <zero. laughs> like there's usually like. 8 9 or something like that but there's that's it this year.
0: There's one that should be pretty good but if they were looking to get at least one centerpiece game this isn't the one I would pick because yeah. Miami is either a top 10 team or they're like 3 and 9. There is no in between for that. I'm convinced they can't go like anywhere in between that.
1: They're going to be either a mediocre bowl team or mm-hmm. they're going to completely bottom out. In Florida <laughs> the expectations are low so it's like I think they could make a bowl game but right. it's, it's going to be a Boring game. And aren't they doing game day at Disney World or something like that? Something
0: like that. Because they're in Orlando for this game. It's a neutral site game.
1: Yeah, because we needed a neutral site (laughs) game. But, like...
0: You don't go to Disneyland or Disney World, that's in Florida, in the summer. It's a winter destination.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you're doing it... And apparently with the game day thing, like, they're not letting people within certain like ways within the That's stage. Insane. Yeah. So it's like how is somebody going to get the Washington fla- state flag in there, <laughs> you know? I'm sure some guy is going to be like sitting on top of the Dumbo ride or something waving <laughs> it in the background or but uh yeah, it's uh it's an odd place to have it. You think like if you're going to do it like do it outside the amusement park, mm-hmm. you know, where like it's in the background but they can't really interfere a whole lot with you. So
0: What are you going to have Corso doing his helmet reveal? His Headgear, whatever, from the small, small world ride. Yeah, I mean, whose idea was that? I know we're owned by Disney, but really, <laughs> I just—it's such a
1: bizarre thing. And like, are you gonna? Well, and you're in Disney, so is mm-hmm. the helm? Is the mascot head gonna be a Disney head? And you're gonna like, have to have
0: Mickey deliver it. To yeah,
1: him. or like, is is Mickey gonna represent the Hurricanes? And uh, I don't know, Donald's gonna be the uh, the Gators or something. <laughs> I. It's just.
0: It depends who's the home team, and I think Florida is yeah, technically the home team.
1: Because they're closer to Orlando. Is right, I and I saw
0: Miami's uniform this morning. They're going to be wearing the white tops with the orange pants, so that makes me think they're the road team. Okay. So maybe Mickey goes to the home team. At least that's how I would
1: do it. I, uh, I'm hoping Florida wears orange because I love their orange jerseys because <laughs> orange is my favorite color, but I have a feeling they're going to wear their blah blue ones and, mm-hmm. you know, lame.
0: But well, I tell you what, I'm just so excited for football to be back. We've got that coming up tomorrow. By the way, you said that Florida expectations aren't high this year for them. So you're with me in the sense that they're number nine ranking. They're nine, right? Nine in one pool, I think maybe eight in another. Yeah. But that's still too high.
1: Yeah, I think they're still too high. I, you know, its They're making progress. Mm-hmm. But it's like they have to really do something to impress me right. to justify that. And I just don't see it. I could see that I think they're a top 20 team. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. But, no, not a top ten
0: team. And I still don't think they'll be the biggest disappointment in the SEC this no, year. No. It's going to be LSU.
1: LSU seems to be, like, perpetually disappointed. If there's
0: one team that's not going to live up to their ranking in the SEC, it is LSU starting year at number six. Is,
1: is Ed Ordrin like, one of the most overrated college football <laughs> coaches? I mean, I feel like he's an entertaining interview with his Cajun accent. He is! But, like, it's... I feel like he's, like, a really overhyped coach. Like, mm-hmm. he went and he wasn't he at USC for the interim a, there and they yeah. should have
0: kept him. Yeah,
1: and he did okay and then mm-hmm. he went to Old Miss as his dream job and they they were awful. And now he's at LSU and they've gone from powerhouse under last miles to they might make the title <laughs> the SEC championship game. It's just I don't know. I just I don't get the hype around him. I mean, he's an entertaining guy, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just don't see
0: it. Well, I tell you what, we've got college football tomorrow and then again high school football starting next week. Then NFL, 13 days from now, they will kick off with the Packers and the Bears, plus fantasy football starting here in a couple of weeks. My One of my league drafts is actually tomorrow, and I'm super excited for it. I tell you what, I'm one of those people, I like the draft more than the actual season of fantasy football.
1: Okay. I like that. Interesting.
0: I like playing GM.
1: That reminds me. I gotta get my uh, let my wife know when the fantasy football <laughs> to start because she's gonna be a commish this year. Oh, really? Yeah. So I gotta help her get that set up. Um, when is the uh, like the last day before you can set up a league?
0: I think like, you can do it right until the kickoff of the first game.
1: Okay. I so think she's got a she's got a little bit. She got of that.
0: thirteen days or so. Okay.
1: So we're not in panic mode quite yet.
0: Not quite yet. But I tell you what, I can't wait for football to get here officially, and we are only one day away from it. We've had some preseason football lately, including just a disaster north of the border last night. Whose idea was it to put an NFL preseason game in Winnipeg? Here's why I have such a big problem with it. We have regular season games in London, which is just an awful idea to me. Like, it doesn't make nearly as much sense as a regular season game in Canada. Instead, we give them a preseason game. We send Mr. Big Chest with his frostbitten feet and his blonde mustache up there with Aaron Rodgers, who looked like he just made a pot of coffee on a stovetop. <laughs> and, and then we get there, and they play on an 80-yard field because the field's in such bad shape. They have to rip out the goalpost. There are holes in the ground. In the playing field, some guy could shatter his ankle no one's gonna risk putting in their starters for the preseason so that's what canada sticks us with but we got him back as america loves to do we got the last lap because we gave them tim boyle against nathan peterman so take that canada <sighs> this was such
1: a debacle i mean, I mean oakland's turf is bad enough mm-hmm. you know and then i know they're trying to expand their game but i i it doesn't play... Canada's got their own game. Yeah. They have love, their own they, they love the CFL. The mm-hmm. CFL sells out games. They don't <laughs> Unless you're going to make it an NFL regular season game, they're not going to buy into it. No. Because it's like, meh. Or like should can, they. Yeah. It's like they got their own league. They're pumped about it. A little wackier rules, but it's entertaining mm-hmm. if you've ever watched it. Um, but Tim Boyle and Nathan Peterman, <laughs> who, who's going to come up with it? Rodgers... There was talk that he might play. Yeah, but that went away quick. When they saw
0: the field conditions. Yeah, yeah.
1: so I it's eighty field. They had to tear out the goalpost. It's like risk. The starters didn't play. It's just I don't know what anybody was thinking. Do you see the Winnipeg Free Press? Is no. Headline? Oh, it was great. Like, uh, I think the headline was "drop the ball" because uh, <laughs> it's like cause the NFL did. It's like here we're going to throw this terrible game <laughs> in, in a field of terrible conditions with an eighty-yard <laughs> field, technically not officially regulated. Just take size. off three
0: players and have them play eight-man football. Yeah, right there. that's
1: basically what it was. And uh, Khalil didn't Khalil Mack. The defender, the defensive players, I think played a series. Mm-hmm. So Khalil Mack picked off and didn't he pick off Tim Boyle? Well. Yeah. So that was it. And then he was, <laughs> <that> was his <laughs> night was over. So it's I mean, I tried to pay attention, you know, for it's just the game was a dud and you just stopped caring. And uh the Packers had a lead and then Oakland I don't know, woke up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. So. Daniel
0: Carlson. I mean, and you wonder what that field condition did toward the end of the game, how it affected the outcome. I know it's preseason, but twenty fewer yards on the field total Carlson hit a 33-yard field goal with eight seconds left to give Oakland the win. What if there was an extra 20 or even 10 yards on that? you think he could have hit from 43? Because the Vikings sure don't. No.
1: (laughs) It could have changed the whole outcome of uh, that game. After watching Daniel Carlson miss a huge opportunity for the Vikings to beat the Packers at Lambeau last year. Mm Mm-hmm. Nobody should have ever faith in him at all. It's like, just like Blair Walsh. Nobody has any faith of him. And I don't even know where he is now, if he's even kicking anywhere. I think
0: he's trying to. I don't think he's officially retired. Cody Parkey is. He did announce his retirement.
1: That's a little disappointing. A little bit. Yeah. I feel bad for him. Yeah, you know, you, you want to at least have him... You know, try a, a second chance, at, <clears> you know, a career with another team, you know, try to make up for it, I'd go out on a good note, he'll probably be forever attached to that, but at least you could say, I had a solid career somewhere else, you know, I, but... uh Kind of
0: like Chandler Catanzaro, except he just retired after the first preseason game, <laughs> because he's going to be best remembered for missing a point-blank kick that would have beat Seattle and instead they tied.
1: Kicking is a weird thing. Yes, you know, is. Matt Nagy still isn't over that kick? No, he's not.
0: <laughs> I mean. And Carly he, Lloyd was there the other day.
1: Yeah. Did. I've heard, like, he's been playing that kick, like, on video mm-hmm. for his team, like, over and over again. you got to take advantage of your opportunities. Are you. I think they've moved on. You <laughs> haven't moved on. <laughs> Most people, if they have some misfortune, you know, in a game, you're like, okay it's a new season, we're still a playoff team, we're still a legit Super Bowl contender, let's put it behind us, and he's obsessed with it, like, he has not moved on to this season, he's still focusing on that kick.
0: There are a few coaches, like, I could do a segment on this, the top five weirdest coaches in the NFL, because I think there are five that far and away exceed everybody else on a tier of weirdness, Matt Nagy and Adam Gase probably take the cake, Yeah, (laughs) those two are probably up there. Patricia's kind of a strange guy. I don't know if he's weird. He's just kind of strange. Like, I don't know. The whole golf cart thing, practicing in the snow, wearing shorts mean? in it. It's strange. I don't know if he's a weirdo. Being obsessed with posture. That might, yeah. Really? yeah, yeah. For, when for, he went for, off on that reporter. For, for a guy who looks
1: like he rolled out of bed like <laughs> yeah. right before the press conference. I'm not a huge fan of Matt. No. I, uh, I gave him a chance last year, but mm. I I just don't see it. And uh, And then... Yeah, I mean, Adam Gase. I mean, Belichick's weird in his own way. The Mm. only thing that bails him out is that he's good. Right. (laughs) If he was an awful coach, I mean, can you imagine just the memes all over the place with him? (laughs) uh, And then who else would be up there for weirdness?
0: I just know Adam Gase takes the top spot. Yeah, there are a few that we could put up there. Uh, Jason Garrett kind of looks like it, but I don't think he's... You know, a weirdo. He just looks like he could go really creepy. Gruden's up there. Absolutely, Gruden is up there. And, uh. Andy Reid's goofy, but he's not, like, weird. And he's successful. Yeah.
1: Well, until he gets to the. Until um, he gets to the the championship. (laughs) In the final, like, five minutes of a game. Then he doesn't know (laughs) how to manage a clock. But, uh. Yeah, and then. Oh, did you see the little funny joke? The thing that happened with the kicker for, uh. Oakland? Carlson? No, not, um. I think it was the punter actually oh, okay. where he uh had a Winnipeg Alberta <laughs> shirt <laughs> and apparently upset people in Canada. Oops. So, yeah, it's not in Alberta. Yeah, so he made up for it. He had a Winnipeg Jets shirt I think uh <laughs> when he left. So hey, I mean like you're trying to make peace with Canada. You know, you put up you, you put forth a terrible game. <laughs> you know, here I like hockey. Here, here's a Jets. <laughs> I like hockey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it's a, it was a mess. I don't think they'll go back to Canada unless... The only way Canada will like it, if you put a regular season game in
0: there. I don't think Canada even wants us to come back. Our ambassadors were Tim Boyle and Nathan Peterman. Well,
1: did you... S- well, didn't like Toronto for a stretch of the Bills play there a game yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it did okay, but it just never caught on. No, you know, no. And then uh, Pegula took over, and of course now it's you know strictly in Buffalo, and w- we had our playoff appearance, <laughs> <laughs> and now we'll be awful for another twenty years. So, and
0: well, I tell you what, talking about the preseason last night, one team that did not have a good night was Carolina, and Ron Rivera, Cam Newton suffering an ankle sprain. Doesn't sound too serious. He should be back for week one if everything goes well. But still, scary moment for them. And the Packers themselves were hit by the injury bug last night when you consider Equinemius St. Brown and Rashawn Gary. They're saying Rashawn Gary seems to be okay. Yeah, he, he should be okay, but it sounds a lot more serious with EQ St. Brown. That's the most interesting name, I think, of the Equinemius Packers. St. Brown, <laughs> another Notre Dame guy. By the way, his given name, I know this from watch him at Notre Dame all these years. His given name is just Equinemius Brown. He added the Saint just for, quote, swag. Okay. (laughs) I don't even know if there is a Saint Brown.
1: Uh, I don't... Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, that... It's the one thing for a sports writer's pain is trying mm-hmm. to spell Equinemius. are <laughs> copy on, and paste. Yeah, just, okay, I'll go to the stat sheet and just cut and paste it.
0: No one uses copy and paste more than Milwaukee, Green Bay, Wisconsin area sports writers. Between Giannis, Equinemius St. Brown, David Batiari.
1: I think you can get Giannis, but the, the last name is what trips everybody
0: up. Mike Moustakis is probably yeah. tougher some.
1: Yeah, I think, like... You're hoping, as a sports writer, when you have a name that popular, if you can just address them by their first name, mm-hmm. like Giannis, and, like, people know <laughs> who it is. So you, like, address it the first time, you know. Giannis' last name scored 31 points, and then just use Giannis the rest of the way.
0: Remember when uh, that commercial for fantasy football, when T.J. Hushmanzada was playing for Cincinnati, yep. and that guy couldn't get his name right. Yeah. T.J.
1: of Mazilli. T.J.,
0: who's your mama? Yeah. <laughs> I Good tell stuff. you what, before we go to break, how about this? Jim Harbaugh had some comments for the SEC yesterday. He's made plenty of enemies down south, but again, he just decides to take unprovoked shots. I don't know why. He did it at Urban Meyer a few weeks ago. Now he's doing it toward the SEC, saying that it's hard to beat those cheaters in the SEC. Why does Jim make things harder for himself?
1: You know, the weird thing is, is there's been like conflicting reports, if that sentence was taken out of context or not. I'm assuming when he meant cheaters, he was referring to the SEC, but I don't think he actually necessarily said it in the book, Mm. but you can tell that's where he was, like, pointing in that direction. I I think, like, he's opinionated and he's not afraid to share it, Mm. but it always gets him in hot water because he never thinks before he states his opinion, you know?
0: If Baker Mayfield ever becomes a coach, he will turn into Jim Harbaugh. Like, they're the same personality
1: will he underachieve like Jim Harbaugh <laughs>
0: Well, Well, that's, that's the thing. It makes me wonder what his peers at the college level think of Jim Harbaugh because you flash back to a few years ago, even a decade ago, he had some pretty good teams at Stanford. You know, he wasn't necessarily an underachiever. Stanford just wasn't where Michigan is right now. They weren't set to contend for national titles during his tenure there. He overachieved at San Diego at the FCS level before he went to Stanford. Then he went to the NFL. He won 70% of his games there, made it to a Super Bowl, something that neither Urban Meyer nor Nick Saban can say, and yet they dominate him. At the college level, they own him. They have owned him. Like, I just wonder what they think of him, because five years ago, their perception of him could be completely different than it is right now. I feel like this is the year for him, though. Mm -hmm. It has to be. If Michigan's going to...
1: Contend for the college football playoff, this is the year for them. Because if not, you wonder if they're ever going to get there. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Ohio State's going to be down. Michigan State's down. Penn State's going to be meh. You know, it's like this is their chance to actually get in the playoff. And if they don't do it this year, I think they could run the table in the Big Ten. And then they're, you know, undefeated. But uh, just, I, I I don't understand how Michigan has just completely fallen off against mm-hmm. Ohio State, and how this streak has lasted as long as it has. I mean, it just—when I was a kid, Michigan Ohio State—you'd get amped for that game, and now you're just wondering if Ohio, <laughs> if Michigan has a chance of winning <laughs> the game, or if Michigan's going to blow the game. It's uh, and then last year they should have won that game, and then their defense forgot to play football. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Like the defensive coordinator, he was in the running for Michigan for. Assistant Coach of the Year. Oh, yeah.
0: And then, and Brown and then, that was, and then Don
1: Brown got that award taken. is <laughs> snatched away from them after that Ohio State performance.
0: I so. remember after Week 11 when they were 10-1 and one going into that game and that song came out, someone recorded Jim Harbaugh. I don't remember what the song, like the melody was, but yeah. he changed the lyrics to Don Brown. So he was like, <laughs> I love you, love you, Don Brown. I don't remember the song or what it was, but... That changed pretty quickly yeah. after that Ohio State game. Yeah. He wasn't singing that anymore. No. No.
1: It's like when the Vikings had their Will Smith remix <laughs> when, in the Super Bowl in 1999.
0: Ugh. Wasn't quite the Super Bowl shuffle. No, no
1: it was not. Uh, which, by the way, if you, I still love that. Oh, isn't that great? Shuffle. I love that clip. Because it's like they're so out of touch <laughs> <laughs> with the music <laughs> thing. They can't sing and they're trying to be cool while they're doing it and it's just like <laughs> awkward dancing. It's it's a great clip.
0: Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Let's take our first break. When we come back, ESPN has released our all-decade NHL team awards. And the starting lineup next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports
1: Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app.
0: Before we get into some hockey talk, we have got to touch on this weird story that's been going around Detroit and Texas here over the last week or so regarding Justin Verlander. This is the first time that I've had Ryan Stieg here in the Sports Pen. I'm Tanner Hoops, by the way, and I'm glad to have you along as always. <laughs> <laughs> a good plug. Yeah. Um if you missed it, Wednesday night, Justin Verlander threw a complete game two-hitter for the Houston Astros against his old team, The team that brought him up through the minors, started his career, spent most of it with. He threw a complete game two-hitter. The only problem was those two hits were both solo home runs, and they lost the game two to one. Afterwards, Verlander said that he would not address the media as long as Anthony Fenich, who's been on the Tiger beat for the Detroit Free Press since 2015, was in attendance. So the Astros, as as an organization, took action. They did not allow Finich to enter the clubhouse where the media was being addressed until Verlander was done, which took about six minutes. So now the free press is coming up to Major League Baseball looking for sanctions against the Astros. And Verlander says apparently he has some beef with this guy, with Anthony Fenich, that there's been some unethical behavior something, but he does not clarify as to what. And I'm glad you're here because you're a sports writer. You're a beat writer for a team. What would you do if you were trying to get access to a guy, especially a guy you covered for so many years, and he just says, no, I have beef with you. You did something in the past I don't like.
1: I would wonder what, like, specifically state what you have a problem with, you know? Because you right. can't just say unethical behavior and not being able to state what exactly you're upset with. Mm-hmm. That's, an- that's another thing why I'm really upset over this as a writer, because it's like, okay, if you're going to accuse me of something, like, actually say what you're accusing right. me of. You can't just say, like, you know, he did something. Well, what was it? <laughs>
0: No. And why has nobody else had a problem with this guy, like no other former tigers said anything against this guy
1: no no uh, and uh, f- anthony 's if you do you follow him on twitter
0: i don 't i 've read his stuff though he 's a good writer <laughs> he 's a good
1: writer his his twitter feed is uh, anthony 's very sarcastic during games he loves to throw jabs and stuff like that so if if justin if that's what his he's upset about, then Justin's a very thin skinned person. You think after all these years in the majors he would be able to handle <laughs> like light mm-hmm. sarcasm thrown his way but uh apparently that's not the case. I want to find out what's so un- right. what the unethical thing is because when people have asked him about it, he won't say, and it's like which makes me think that you're blowing this out of proportion and then The free press naturally is going after MLB, who came out and said the Astros did was wrong. Right. Because you can't bar reporters from getting into the media room. And Ken Rosenthal brought up a big point. If you let the guy in, athletes can choose if they don't want to talk to someone. Exactly. But you still have to let them into the media room. Mm -hmm. They can just say, they can ignore. He could have ignored Anthony or whatever he said and talked to everybody else, but you can't just keep him out of there. That would probably never happen at NMU, but I'm just saying, it's like... What?
0: (laughs) Now, I want to highlight what you just said because that's really important. Unlike other sports where you are forced to address the media, Verlander had no obligation to talk to Fenich if he didn't want to. There's nothing that can be put on him. There are no sanctions that Major League Baseball can impose that would affect Verlander as a player for not wanting to talk to a specific member of the press. However, since the Astros, as an organization, took action against this reporter and they barred him from having access to Verlander or to the press while Verlander was there, the Astros could be held liable. So Verlander, while this isn't a good look for him, is not liable to any sanction.
1: Yeah, it's a bad look for Justin, but the Astros are even... It's an even worse look for them because... They barred the reporters, and I don't know if the people who did it did not know they can't do that, Mm -hmm. but uh, the free press went after Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball issued a statement saying they violated (laughs) the contract that is in place with the baseball writers, you know, the the BWAA. And, uh, you know, if they pursue it, the Astros could be heavily fined. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, Justin probably will not get hit with anything. No. It just looks bad from a PR standpoint. And I'm hoping at this point. And then my favorite part was where he said I reached out to the free press and told them that they could send a different reporter to talk to me. <laughs> your game's in Houston, <laughs> dude. It's like, you can't call a newspaper and say, hey, send somebody else to cover the game when they're in Detroit and your game is Houston. It's not like they could put a reporter on the plane and not only that, find a flight that could get you there in time and then and pay for another person's hotel costs. And then it's just, he was not only delusional, but really demanding. And I'm hoping he can put this behind him in the fact that just like, I don't know, act mature and just be like, okay, let's move on now, you know. If, if you have a problem with Fennich, say what it is mm-hmm. maybe talk to them individually and I'll hash it out a little bit that way because mm-hmm. reporters and athletes get into that sometimes and it's important just to move on but uh,
0: I agree <laughs> but I hope it doesn't happen because I want to know what he said you, like, I, that's what I, I want to I know, know what the beef is because listening what is the most horrendous thing that Fennich could have done that would be called his unethical behavior so much to the point that Verlander can't stand to be in his presence or will not interact with them. I mean, I, I don't think it's anything egregious. I think Verlander's just got thin skin. I mean, come on, dude. You're married to a supermodel. You're a pro pitcher. You've got a tiger as a pet. Yeah, I mean, you, come on. You won a World
1: Series. Yes. This, you know, it's just he... I need to know what the beef is. I'm hoping when that comes out cause that we can move on from mm. it. Because it's just like, unless... He's not the kind of reporter who does this. Unless Fenich lied in a story mm-hmm. or like accused Verlander of doing something, or just if you're upset because he said something sarcastic on Twitter about your performance, mm-hmm. well, it's like people do that all the time. Yeah, you it's need like, to grow up. Yeah, it's like deal with it. You're what, like 36, 37 now? It's But, uh, you know, if you can't just say that Unethical behavior and not say what it is because he's got the fans backing the writers. You know how weird that is—that <laughs> <clears throat> fans back the media rather than the star player. And I think primarily it's because he not, he won't say what it ha- what happened. If you're if you're going to keep that to yourself, I mean, that's people are choosing sides and they're backing the reporter, which is great because I love that. But I, you don't expect that <laughs> very often. <enough. laughs>
0: Well, I tell you what, we're hitting the bottom of the hour, so before we get to the break, let's go over this. ESPN released our NHL All-Decade team. This is eligible from any season since 2010, and they give you different award winners at each position, what have you, throughout the last decade or so. I want to get your thoughts on some of these guys. The Hart Trophy went to Sidney Crosby, with the runner-ups being Alex Ovechkin and Patrick Kane.
1: I can see it. Yeah. Um... I could see Ovechkin being like his only competition, but yeah. I would say Sidney deserves it.
0: Kane is far and away third place yeah. on that list. The Vezina Trophy went to Heinrich Lundqvist, with runner-ups being Sergei Bobrovsky, Corey Price, and Pecorine.
1: I would go to Lundquist, too. I think he's on the last legs of his career, mm-hmm. but he was just lights out. There's a reason they call him King Hire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought he was done like in 2015, After, well, especially because of the Rangers' salary cap situation, how bad it was after 2015 16. Yeah. I thought, this is going to be it. Yeah, this is the end of his career, and he's going to have a slow demise into retirement. But he's bouncing back pretty well, and the Rangers look like they could be dangerous this year.
1: I think Bobrovsky's got stats, but Columbus
0: is holding him back because Mm -hmm. they haven't done anything.
1: (laughs) I think if they had accomplished some stuff in the playoffs, he probably would have gotten it.
0: How about the Norris Trophy? They gave it to Eric Carlson, runner-ups Duncan Keith, and Drew Doughty.
1: I would have given it to Duncan Keith over Carlson Just because Carlson's good, but Duncan Keith had a spectacular decade. And uh, Doughty's been pretty good, but Keith was lights out when he was with the Blackhawks.
0: I don't mean to influence your decision, but for me, this is probably the easiest one to pick. The Selkie Trophy went to Patrice Bergeron. For me, that's a no-brainer. What about you? Yeah, I'd probably go with that. I'd say he's the best two-way forward in hockey right now. uh The runner-ups, though, Anze Kopitar and Jonathan Taze. And then best rookie season, they gave it to Matt Barzal with Artemy Panarin and Austin Matthews as runner-ups. I don't know about that one. That might be the only either. one I disagree with. I don't
1: know that. I'd go with Austin Matthews. I would, too. In regard with Taves, I've seen him play for a long time, and uh, he's very, very good. I just think he gets edged out by Bergeron.
0: The Jack Adams for coach of the year, coach of the decade in this sense. They gave it to Barry Trotz with the runner-ups being Coach Q and John Tortorella.
1: How did Quenville get edged out by Barry (laughs) Trotz?
0: He's won one
1: cup. He's won one cup. (laughs) Quenville won three.
0: And how is Torts on this list?
1: He was fired (laughs) earlier this decade. I mean, just because he's he's a name, he's
0: out there, I I don't know who made that. And I guess Coach Q was fired too, but he shouldn't have been.
1: No, no, it's not his fault.
0: Well, I tell you what, here are a few others that they threw in just for fun. The biggest trade... And the worst trade actually occurred on the same day. The biggest trade being P.K. Subban for Shea Weber. Yep. The worst trade, Taylor Hall for Adam Larson. Yep. Both happened June 29th, 2016.
1: And uh, one got significant. <laughs> 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 on the one trade, one team got significantly better than the other one. And uh, P.K. has definitely benefited Nashville more and I think Shea Weber does. Uh, but-
0: the highest Q rating. They gave this a tie. Co-Champions. Ovechkin and Crosby. Yeah. Yeah, we'll Mm -hmm. go with that. Best goal, goal of the decade, Sidney Crosby's golden goal to give Canada the gold medal in the 2010 Olympics. That Uh, was a beauty.
1: It was was great. It was heartbreaking. I (laughs) I know. Yeah, um, because I was, you know, as an American. That's what I
0: hate is when Canada plays America because I'm all about the red, white, and blue, but Crosby's my favorite player. so, but... You know, Mm.
1: they won it in Canada. So I would say, yeah, I don't know about, there's a lot of cool goals, but I guess as a big stage, it probably is that.
0: Last one I've got on here before we hit the break. Best ambassador for National Hockey League Professional Hockey. Gritty. (laughs) The Flyers mascot. I think Gritty
1: has become the most famous mascot in the country. He kind of has. And just for being weird.
0: <laughs> <I> <laughs> he's mean, this I, orange Muppet that looks like he was doing some kind of illicit drugs, drugs. or something. <laughs> With those
1: eyes? And yeah. he's so lovable! Yeah, and it's like people love him as... and. And I remember when he, they rolled the Flyers rolled him out, mm-hmm. and people were like, "What is this?" <laughs> they were like, roasting yeah, him, yeah, going after him, and then like people have embraced him as just an orange blob that just <laughs> makes people laugh. He's
0: like so weird that you love him. It's like Mike Leach, but as yeah. a mascot. Yeah, I you would describe. Yeah, it. yeah, I like that. Tell you what, Mike Leach is going to come up during the course of this show. We got to take a time out, but what he looks like, plus the Friday funny, still to come on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports
1: Pen, weekday afternoons at four on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app.
0: Tanner Hoops, Ryan Steeg, with you. Glad to have you along in this Friday afternoon. What do you got there, Ryan? What is that? It's uh, code, red. code Red. Oh, okay. Do Mountain Dew Code, code red. red. All right. Yeah. So there you go. Ryan getting a sip of his sip stuff before we get <laughs> a into our Sports Center update. <laughs> uh, the International Ice Hockey Federation has suspended Evgeny Kuznetsov for four years after testing positive for cocaine at this year's World Championships in Slovakia. Kuznetsov's suspension will end in June 2023, making him ineligible for the 2022 Olympics. Major League Baseball will not allow Major League or Minor League players to participate in the Venezuelan Winter League this year because of the U.S.-imposed embargo on the Venezuelan government. Last month, President Trump signed an executive order freezing all assets from Venezuela. The Venezuelan Winter League has uh, representatives from all 30 Major League teams. Last year, MLB participants included Jesus Aguilar, Gregor Blanco, and Williams Ostadillo. And finally... On average, the human body has about 7,000 fewer genes than a tomato. That is your Sports Center update. Tanner Hoops Ryan Stieg with you. That's an interesting way to end this. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was either that one or the fact that this weekend they'll be celebrating Flag Day in Liberia.
1: Well, how about that?
0: How about that? And then I think tomorrow is Independence Day in the Ukraine, and it's also National Maryland Day tomorrow.
1: National Maryland
0: Day. How about that?
1: Hopefully the Orioles will honor that with a victory. <laughs> I doubt that, but who knows?
0: And well, I tell you what, what he looks like is played every Friday on the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gatz, which you can hear on here from 10 to 1 every Friday. We play it with Ryan Stieg here in the Sports Pen. And I tell you what, there are a few that we could have gone with this week. There are a lot of malleable faces, a lot of malleable guys. I'd feel bad if I didn't put Canadian Tuck's Aaron Rodgers up there. I mean, that's about as malleable as you can ask for. Uh, does Canadian Tux Aaron Rodgers look like a high school GED? Something like that. I
1: would say that, and I would say he looked like the good thing you put on Facebook. He looks like <laughs> Peter Griffin in that <laughs>
0: outfit. When Peter was, that episode of Family Guy, when Peter was talking to Chris about what mustache culture means, yeah, he, he just described that look perfectly. Yeah. He's like... My mustache makes people think I'm poorly educated. That'll leave upscale dirty magazines out in the open. <laughs> that was the look Aaron Rodgers had last night when he rolled up to Winnipeg. Yeah, that's,
1: he, he copied the Peter Griffin look.
0: I tell you what, let's give you some what he looks like. Does Ron Rivera look like the owner of a casino who calls security on anybody who wins more than two hands at the blackjack table and accuses them of counting cards?
1: He looks like the kind of guy who will take the guy back into the casino room and probably break his hand with a hammer.
0: <laughs> does Mike Leach look like he buys a cake for President's Day and makes his entire family sing "Happy Birthday" to George Washington? <laughs> I can see that, he, and he's a, he's a history buff in real life, so he probably does. Do you
1: know, his dream job is to play is to coach the Key West High School football team. Why is that? A,
0: I thought his dream job was to be a pirate.
1: Well, that too, but if he had a coaching job, like he, he said that in interviews, he mm-hmm. loves Key West, he loved to move there, and can you imagine if that were to happen? How about that? Coaching at Key West, ice, the, the fighting conch shells, <laughs> that is their name. But yeah, oh, did you hear that Washington State's coming on HBO? Yes, and if they
0: <laughs> ever take the camera off Mike Leach, the show's a failure. Yes.
1: I Never mean, take it off. Don't, don't, don't even look at the game action, <laughs> just focus <laughs> on him on the sidelines.
0: Uh, I tell you what, moving on. Does Hubie Brown look like every televangelist who seriously considered quitting and starting a cult?
1: I uh, yeah, he uh, looks <laughs> he does. like yeah, looks like the guy who will preach about brimstone and fire and stuff like that, but then uh, engages in illegal activities <laughs> <laughs> <off> stage. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have on here? Does Andy Dalton look like he can't wait for September twentieth because he has a tweet saved in his drafts about storming Area fifty one that he can't wait to send?
1: Yeah, the red rifle. <laughs> the he red looks, rifle. I mean, he the dopey look on his face is great. <laughs> like he looks like he wishes he could be part of Area fifty one, but doesn't have the time.
0: <laughs> Does Quinn Snyder look like he still lives with his mom? But it's not weird because she's quote his roommate.
1: Yeah, he does. He, and he looks like the kind of angry guy who you know blogs on the internet from his mom's basement.
0: <laughs> if we could do a list of weirdest NBA coaches, Quinn Snyder would probably yeah, top the oh, list. I can't think of anybody else who'd be up there. Does Mel Kiper look like he dances shirtless to Electric Zoo?
1: I, I think he's a guy who dances shirtless to Electric <laughs> Electric Yeah. <boogal. laughs>
0: I just wonder what his weekends look like. Yeah. Like during the summer when there's no football? When there's no
1: draft. If there's not the draft, he's probably just miserable. What does Kuyper
0: do the other 364 days of the year? Like, where does the there, ESPN just put Sit him? there
1: and memorize <laughs> college football rosters, like one divisions one, two, three, and just hope for the best.
0: We just come take him out of the storage unit and the basement <laughs> up in Bristol, and every April or so we take him out, unfreeze him from the cryogenic tank, stick him in front of a camera, and let him go to work.
1: And just argue with Todd McShay. <laughs> Todd McShay and just text him throughout the year.
0: Imagine him waking up for this year's draft and wondering where Mayock was.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: What a guy. I tell you what. Last one I've got on here. Does Freddie Kitchens look like the shirtless farmer riding around his compound wearing nothing but overalls, riding a mower with a bush-like tall boy in the custom-made cup holder shouting, don't tread on me whenever a debate about gun control sparks up?
1: That's a remarkably accurate description. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He kind of reminds me of like a younger version of Mike McCarthy in a way yeah. just how he looks
1: like he's the kind of guy who is sitting at the edge of the bar and complains about snowflakes these <laughs> days people are too PC <laughs> it, that's that's like combine that element with what you said
0: back Perfect. in my day
1: <laughs> one of those guys we played with class in my day <laughs>
0: <laughs> back in my we didn't even wear helmets it's, yeah we didn't use bases for baseball we had rocks concussions were a sense of pride in my day having a concussion was a rite of passage exactly CTE made you a man <laughs> one of those guys <laughs> I tell you yeah. what what he looks like played on the Levitard show every Friday at 11 here on ESPN radio and ESPN UP we played with Ryan Stieg every Friday around 4 30 here on espn up yeah, that's a fun segment Yeah, i tell you what it's going to be even more funny we've got the friday funnies next we'll take our last time out here on espn up
1: check out the up's live and local sports talk show the sports pen weekday afternoons at four on espn up and on the espn up app if you missed
0: any part of the show today we got you covered check it out on demand or get our app You can get it from the Apple iStore or Google Play. Just look up ESPN-UP. You can use that app to hear Major League Baseball and college football tomorrow. It's a doubleheader beginning at 3.30. Yankees-Dodgers from Chavez Ravine. If needed, we'll join college football in progress. Miami taking on Florida in Orlando. That game will get going at 6.00. Again, if we run over, we will join football in progress. And then 6 o'clock Sunday, Sunday night baseball between the Yanks and Dodgers. Ryan, I tell you what, we've been doing this show together almost a year now. We're coming up on my first official year here in the UP. I think we're three weeks away, two and a half, something like that. And one day I'm going to learn how to get through a break without spilling piping hot coffee all over myself. Yeah. (laughs) Look at this stain. This is terrible. You
1: you ruined your Irish jersey.
0: Jalen Smith, too. This was Jalen Smith when I bought it, Notre Dame number nine. And it's a good week for Jalen Smith.
1: Was it previously somebody else's jersey before no. that? Okay. No, when I bought it, I bought okay. it around okay.
0: 2015, 16, and he was number nine for the Irish okay. back then.
1: I feel like I should wear more jerseys around town.
0: You probably should. I should. I like to do the, remember Stump the Schwab? Remember yep. that show? I like to do that thing here in the studio. He always wore a jersey, and I loved him for it.
1: And it was always a really obscure jersey. It was. <laughs> it was
0: some weird jersey from some weird team that doesn't exist anymore, like an Uh, Remember the USFL? Yeah. Like a jersey like that? Yeah, he
1: had one of those out there. And didn't he have like some, like, one year he had an Oakland Golden Seals (laughs) hockey jersey. It was just, it's, I mean, whatever works for you. But uh, I used to love that show.
0: I love the Golden Seals logo. I love those old logos that they don't have anymore, like the Hartford Whalers. That's probably my favorite logo of all time. I
1: love that. I love that color scheme, too.
0: I'm sure you know which store I'm talking about because it's in the Mall of America. And I go to it every time I go to the mall. I go to this store and it's like everything Minnesota and it's just this amazing hockey shop and I saw this Golden Seals hat there and I'm like, this is beautiful. Yeah. Like I've seen true be mine eyes have seen the glory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it, it's a beautiful logo. It's like <laughs> it's like a it's like an airplane with a
0: face on it and
1: a <laughs> hockey stick, but like it's supposed to be a seal, but it looks like it's like tilted over. It's it's a great logo. Artists
0: in the seventies just aren't what they are now. Yeah,
1: no, no. Not a whole lot of effort went to logos back in the day. Now it's like they have committees, search committees, mm-hmm. and, you know, how do we design the logo? And, like, back in the day, they were just like, find the local graffiti artist <laughs> and said, okay, come up with something.
0: And now the XFL is taking a step further, and they're just going to take the best logos they can find on Madden Build-A-Team.
1: I was going to start off the funnies with that. <laughs> yes, I mean, please. Jump yeah, right I, into I, the
0: I, They're awful. They are. The they're logos. terrible. There was no thought in them except maybe Houston. Yeah, Houston, Houston's was my favorite because the, they the paid Yeah, to the, the old oilers. Oilers, yeah. yeah.
1: But, I mean, the L.A. Wildcats, How you couldn't find How boring anything, was that? You couldn't find a better name. So stupid. Yeah. And couldn't then, find a better logo either. It, and it doesn't even look like a cat. It's no. just an L and an A
0: combined <laughs> together. And they're weird colors is the thing. It's like, I don't get why tan I think it was and that weird shade of red, like yeah. burgundy. yeah. I don't get why that represents L.A. or why the L in the L.A. and the word Wildcats underneath it are a different color than the A. Yes. Like, I don't get that. It doesn't and, make sense. And there's
1: yeah, and there's no cat element remotely in that logo. And then was it the Guardians?
0: Uh, the New York Guardians is
1: it? Is it a? It's a lion?
0: Is that what it was? I thought it was a gorilla. <laughs> I can't tell what it is. It's, it just kind of yeah. looks sweet. But yeah, I don't just... know what it
1: is. And then there's the
0: the battle. The Battlehawks is a
1: battle, whatever that means. I mean, it's like it, that's that's the kind of name that you'd come up with as like a twelve-year-old when you're putting together your own Madden team. The Battlehawks—that sounds really cool. Let's and go I actually kind
0: of like their logo it, a little yeah. bit. The sword with wings looks cool, but the Battlehawks—I don't get it.
1: The Dragons is a very generic logo. Yeah, like you could have gone a re- like. Minnesota State Moorhead has a really cool logo. They're Mm -hmm. the dragons, and it's like a circular pattern. The dragons spit and fire. It's really cool. This is just like, okay, we're going to find a Microsoft Paint logo (laughs) and just plop it in. Uh, That counts. And the Vipers? Oh, there was nothing original about
0: it. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Yeah. And the Defenders? Mm -hmm. What team was that? That was DC, and it looks like a Marvel logo.
1: The defenders, I mean, you already have defenders on the team. Why are you – I don't – the Renegades is Dallas, and I can see it, but it's just it's, – it's a generic cowboy. It looks like a bandit. Mm. It's like you went back to the, the USFL and were like, hey, the bandits. That makes <laughs> sense. It just – I feel like this league's going to be the joke that it was last time. Maybe not as like epically bad, mm-hmm. like where you're hiring Jesse Ventura to be a commentator <laughs> and R- Vince McMahon opens the season by. Our ben- president was an owner. Yeah, the USFL he was an owner with the New Jersey Generals. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, I got away from the, that. Yeah,
1: the, the XFL is. I remember when Vince McMahon started up dressed in a yellow, in a leather jacket <laughs> at the 50 yard line and bellowed out, this is the XFL. And then wasn't, it, and then like the second week of the season, they did that running where like they didn't kick off mm-hmm. or a coin toss. They threw the ball down the field and had two guys chase after it and dive. And then one guy like separated his shoulder doing it. So then they went away with that. And it just, it was a debacle and I had a good laugh with it. And, uh, laughed the whole first game it's the only game i watched and uh i think it's going to be the same
0: <laughs> can i ask why tampa bay was awarded a franchise why not a chicago market why not detroit why not philadelphia there's got to be better and more deserving more profitable more more profitable markets than tampa
1: i think they're going with the whole florida thing because florida well,
0: then go with miami if you're gonna do anything
1: Maybe because they were thinking Miami is so fickle, they wouldn't pay attention to it, and they probably wouldn't in the first place. But yeah, I mean, or maybe they'd be I
0: mean, the best pro team in Miami.
1: In a way, that probably <laughs> is, and uh, it's just, just so. Well, remember back, like they had a team in Birmingham in the XFL. Oh, the, the Iron. The, the yeah, they had Birmingham. Then San they have Antonio. one in San Antonio. Yeah, they have one in Memphis. Salt Lake. <laughs> it's just. And you Orlando at a team, the up? Orlando Rage, which their logo was just an angry guy <laughs> with <laughs> lightning <laughs> bolts. <laughs> it was just, I look back and you're just like, who came up with
0: Whose idea was this? And they could have done so much more. There's only one logo that actually pays homage to the city and to its history. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want a logo and a nickname that pays homage to where they are, not just some random draw of the most generic nicknames possible.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was virtually... The Roughnecks is about the only team that actually became... Anywhere close. And Dallas Renegades, Dallas is a very cosmopolitan city, and Mm -hmm. it's where a bunch of rich people (laughs) live. There's no Renegades in Dallas.
0: (laughs) Not Um, anymore, not since like 1889. No,
1: no. I mean, even Cowboys is out of date. I mean, it's an iconic name and the star and
0: all that jazz, but there's no Cowboys in Dallas.
1: And then uh, just the logos are so bad, and the team names are terrible, and
0: just... I still am surprised though, at least Chicago. That's a big enough market. They yeah. probably should have had a team. Yeah. Probably something no regret at some point. Oh yeah.
1: And uh when the league folds after <laughs> year <they> one. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they'll at least last I one think, season. I think they'll last one season, but after that, no. I'll
0: give them two. Really? Two at max, yeah. Okay. Because just because of the financial backing they have invested into this.
1: Yeah. There's a possibility, but I just have my doubts. Like if they have a, a if they open with two awful games then that's it. I mean, because people are going to tune in the first <laughs> night, because that's what they did with the first night of the XFL, but the first game was terrible, and the second game was slightly better, but still awful, and you're just like, nobody wanted to watch anymore. And you've got, you got to have a competitive game from the start.
0: Let's go watch the guys that flamed out after two years in the NFL when they were stars in college. Let's go watch Landry Jones square off against Chris Leak.
1: <laughs> Chris Leak. <laughs> um, but we still have time for a couple more funnies, so I'll throw out um, Larry Bird. No. Uh, do you hear about this? There was a mural painted about him in uh, Fountain Square in Indianapolis. I used to live in Indy, so I know where that's at.
0: With or without his mustache?
1: I think it, well, it's a homage to when he was on an S, the cover of SI when mm. he was at Indiana State. Okay. And like, there's cheerleaders, that, on the cover the cheerleaders would have like a shh. Symbol on mm-hmm. where they're covering their lips with their finger, but this mural has Larry doing the shift, the sh, um, pose, and uh, it's a little weird. They have his half mustache or whatever you want to call it back in the day, and they really—they <laughs> threw a bunch of tattoos on him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, there's an Indiana tattoo. There's, I think, there's a ISU tattoo. And I don't think anybody would think Larry Bird has that many <laughs> tattoos. What really makes it controversial is, let's just say there's a, a t- one of the tattoos in the mural is two rabbits fornicating.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> so maybe that's the one he should have focused
0: on. <laughs> you would think.
1: Yeah, not, not just all of them, but focus on that one. Now, I think they, he allowed them to keep one tattoo, and I'm not sure which one it was, but yeah. So.
0: Who would you be more surprised to find out has a tattoo, Larry Bird or Andrew Luck?
1: Both. Because <laughs> Andrew Luck kind of has more of a per- Larry Bird has zero personality.
0: Really? I think it's the other way around. Really? Yeah.
1: Luck's more of a goofy guy.
0: And that is his personality, <laughs> that he has zero personality. He's so goofy. <laughs> that is in itself is a personality.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, so it's just Larry's got, like, I don't know. He's just kind of, meh. The hick from Salt Lick. That's a personality. French Lick.
0: French Lick. There you go. Did I say salt? You said salt. (laughs) 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 What
1: horses have in their staples? (laughs) Um, Let's see if I got any more. Um, I'll get with this one. Uh, Hunter Strickland Mm. broke. Okay. Earlier in the year, he was put on the IL for punching a wall and hurting Mm. his hand. This time, this wasn't his fault, but a mishap in the weight room caused a loose barbell to fly in the air and hit him in the face. <laughs> Broke his nose, his face is all red, they kept him out of the game. There was thought maybe he'd pitch, but they are like, well, he can't really see straight, so that would be a debacle. But I think that goes in the line of bizarre injuries that you can have happen to you. There's a long list of that, and it's always usually in baseball. hmm and I think that one's right out there. Not you hurting yourself. It's somebody else's barbell hits f- you in the face.
0: Top Scherzer bunting into his own nose.
1: Yeah. I mean, Joel Zumaya blowing out his shoulder. That's Playing, right. playing Wii. <laughs> playing Nintendo Wii. I mean, it's just... I mean, I've injured myself doing dumb stuff, but mm-hmm. it seems like baseball players have, like, the weirdest things happen to them.
0: What is the dumbest way you've ever injured yourself? Could be a really good segment.
1: <sighs> I, I I posted this on Twitter, you know, I was I think a few weeks ago. We did, like, weirdest, uh, and I think uh, mine's a tie between falling out of the tub and hurting my ankle, and the other one was... It was like a monsoon. I was trying to leave class, and mm-hmm. I was trying to race to my car, and there was a raised sidewalk that and I tripped over it, tumbled, did like a complete somersault, um, banged my knee, scraped my face, and I, I just I looked like someone beat me up <laughs> <laughs> well I, when I came to class the next day. so there's probably my top two. Oh, and I hurt my toe uh, on my luggage um, mm. and had to get stitches.:
0: Well I might do it?
1: Yeah, I think about that, that action might <laughs> take it.
0: What's yours? I might need some time to think on mine. I, I tell you what, I did something similar to your monsoon thing. I yeah. don't know if I want to go on record saying this is the record breaker, but yeah. I'll get. I just got to give you something. Yeah, I did something similar to what you did with the monsoon, except mine was during a snowstorm. Yeah, so I do the same thing, but slipping on ice when I was coming. I think. I think I might have been leaving class at the time. Mm-hmm. But I felt like Sidney Crosby because I didn't just go down. I was, like, skating, and then I went down. Like, I was completely out of control. But then once I hit the ground, it was over for me. Only difference is I didn't get a concussion.
1: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I have three bizarre injuries, but that, maybe the luggage toe thing might take the cake. So there you go. How did you do it? Did you, like, run over it? with like? Was it, like, a roller bag or something? Well, I had gotten back from state the safe football championship and i left my roller bag in the hallway Mm -hmm. and like i got up to get a drink of water in the middle of the night and i tripped over the bag and got my toe top cut underneath the wheel and it cut my toe open and i had to go to the er and get stitches while i was up here so there you go
0: i'm glad they got you taken care of there
1: there you go so we'll end on (laughs) dumb injuries that i've had
0: Oh, with that, we're just past 5 o'clock and out of time. What do you What do you comment on this week, Ryan?
1: Well, um, on Sunday's paper, there will be a feature story. I wrote three feature hockey stories for enemy players that I think are going to be key this season. Okay. I haven't decided which one I'm going to run because um, mm. I have three of them. And then my column is going to be on uh, kind of a dream nightmare scenario, mm. like how the Tigers are having a nightmare season, but... There's also some dream things that are going on with other people, so it's kind of a that's how baseball is to me
0: right now. And Mining Journal is started out with their football previews. I saw Spitz's uh, Westwood is today. Yep, yep. with that.
1: Ryan Spitz's uh, preview on Westwood came out this morning. Tomorrow, I believe, is Nagani. Sunday is Gwyn, and then Marquette Nishming, and, and it just goes down the line the rest
0: of the way. Well, I tell you what. We're going to be back on Monday for Eastern Three 360. Hey, by the way, let me plug this before we're out of time. We have a really special show Monday with high school football kicking off. We are going to have an official show. We are going to have officials, multiple MHSA-certified officials in studio, and they're going to tell us... Exactly why they make the calls they do, how the process works. Take you behind the scenes and really show you the thought process inside the calls. It could be a really cool show. We're going to have that Monday, four Eastern, three Central. My hope that you join us. Have a great weekend. Until then, for Ryan Steg, I'm Tanner Hoops on ESPN UP.